Shooters Connection offers products for competition shooters by competition shooters. With over 80 years of combined competition shooting experience, Shooters Connection is staffed by master and grandmaster shooters who live the shooting sports every day. Every day. We offer same-day shipping. Shooters Connection also sponsors over 100 of your matches every single year. So when it comes to finding everything you need to compete as a beginner or a seasoned grandmaster, Shooters Connection is the only name you need to know. Online at ShootersConnectionStore.com. Welcome back to the Hit Factor. Uh, it is a small crew tonight. It is Potato and myself. Uh, Jeff was was not able to make it tonight, which is a huge bummer. Uh, even though he's often silent, uh, we do enjoy his company. Um, but he, he, uh, just to real quickly, Jeff shot, uh, free state last week and he shot it in limited with his single stack gun with 10 round mags. Potatoes, right. He was too scared to weld those suckers up and get 14 rounds in the gun. He should have done that if he was serious about competing, but he, he shot well, he shot, he finished second in limited. I uh, was very close to winning limited, uh, in that. So, so he shot well, that was good. Um, what other, what other matches were going on potato around? Were there other matches this last weekend? Only other match, um, I was really tracking was Kentucky. Yep, and over in Kentucky, uh, we've talked about him a lot. Uh, he should really join the Discord, given how frequently we talk about him. But Joey Sauerland won limited, but also came in second overall, shooting just under ninety-seven percent of Andrew Hyder. Wow, that's pretty impressive and for an iron-sighted gun. That's that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, ahead of the carry optics winner. Yeah. Who was which is was, also interesting because the carry optics winner was Garen Singleton, who is is a great carry optics shooter. Had a big twenty twenty one nationals. I th- think he finished eighth or ninth, and then last year was on the super squad and did not finish as well. And this year will be on a rocket ship back to the super squad. Yeah, based on recent performance. Well, I mean, and, that's, uh, John Flieger yeah. was right behind him. Um in in uh carry optics wow we're still waiting for the first limited optics shooter to finish ahead of a carry optics shooter at a major um travis tomasi <laughs> won it in kentucky uh back about six percent from the carry optics winner okay i i like that i like that uh getting that uh continual reminder of of that limited optics deal because that magwell is well, a it's, big it, it advantage. It will take things over. It will absorb the less restrictive division. People will gravitate towards it. We've talked about this a lot, but carry optics in many ways. Uh, it's my main division. It's a it's a cheater's division. The way it was it was set up and the initial attraction for people like me is it made shooting really easy, mm-hmm. and we could feel like we were better than we were, especially <laughs> when the dominant logic of stages when I started shooting USPSA was production. So production yeah. was the king division and limited, but two iron-sided divisions were the king divisions and stages reflected interesting challenges for iron-sided shooters mm-hmm. that were actually easy challenges for a red dot shooting yeah. miners. Yeah. 
And, I mean, yeah, and and Sauerland's performance there—that's that's impressive uh, to finish to finish like that. And Vlieger's no slouch for Garen to beat Vlieger. That that pretends well for him for nationals. And yeah, it's it's not a it's not a surprise. You know, shoot really well. You get onto the super squad, and your performance can dip like that. That can be that can be really intimidating to go jump on that super squad, especially last year's super squad. You know, sometimes the, the single stack super squads that I've been on are are not always the who's who of shooting. There's, and I'm not ragging on on those guys. It's just a different level than what carry optics was last year so for for today our i think it's going to be a really fun podcast what we've got is we're basically doing predictions on what would be if there was if there was betting on our sport what would be like prop bets prop bets uh like you would have in vegas so in vegas you can go and you can make bets on almost take the super bowl for example you can take bets on virtually everything who wins the coin toss like what's, point the spread longest, after what's the longest uh punt return yeah yeah and so we've got a, like a number of questions that we want to kind of go through we did our predictions for our main our top five finishers last week and that's it's fun but it's kind of serious this is just this is just fun and uh so so we have to start off with with number one, nobody, it, this is a huge surprise for everyone. I, I think it was. Nobody picked JJ in their top five, which is crazy to think JJ would not finish in the top five at the Nationals. So the first, our first number one, our first guess is where do we think JJ is going to finish at this match? Potato, and I'm I mean, looking you can to go you. first. Where, where do you think JJ is finishing at this match? I mean, clearly, I can't, I can't bump him up into my top five, and e- even the top five that I have, I got to think there's going to be some sort of surprise name that gets up in there. That's it happens every year, even with the really deep matches, and so I got to think that that that's going to happen. So. Uh, oh, Jeff this, thinks seventh. Jeff just chimed in, in. Yeah, Jeff just chimed in, and he put seventh. And I was kind of thinking seventh, but I'm I'm gonna go eighth. Which is which is I don't say right, that to be percent. insulting. Oof. Eighth and what percent? That's okay. That's what's gonna get tricky because we're gonna get into. Uh, like percentage of GM scores, like number of GM scores at the match. And so where do I think a GM score would you would finish at this match? And I'm not looking at last year's nationals. I think it will be somewhat similar to that unless somebody just blows it out of the water. Uh, 94%. No, 93%. Is what I'm going to say. 93%. Jeff, do you have a percentage? Jeff's on our chat. So, yeah, Jeff, if you want to put a percentage in, 
uh, you can. So while we're waiting on Jeff, Potato, what are you? I'm sure you're looking at the numbers from last year. You're cheating. I am cheating. Um, I've looked. I actually have the numbers from the last couple of years pulled up. Yeah, and it's they're not great predictive tools. This is going to be a pretty different match too. Uh, mm-hmm. The last two years were at CMP. This year is obviously at Cardinal Shooting Center. Um, Jeff thinks ninety six percent and seventh, and that's about. I think 90, 95, 96, and, and about seventh um, wouldn't surprise me. Of course, if he came in second on 90, 98.5%, that wouldn't surprise any of us either. No. But if he won, that would no. also be typical. Yeah. Okay, but what is your actual – You have like what is your oh, I actual – I said 96 – I said 95, 96%. Uh, well, 95 or 96? 95.5. And sixth? Sixth at ninety five and a half. And seventh. Seventh. And seventh. Seventh. Okay. Wow. And I, and I think eight eight places will go ninety five plus. Eight places go nine. Okay, so I still I still feel somewhat comfortable at mine because I could I could still have seven at ninety five percent and and be close to that. So I'm I'm good with that. Uh but wow. Uh I feel like we're picking on JJ and I don't mean to pick on JJ. Uh, I also think there's a non-zero chance. There's a little bit of separation at the tippy top this year. And instead of having seven or eight people over 95, there's one or two people over 98. And then there's a cluster right around 95 uh, back. Yeah, it very well could be. Um, Okay. So Jeff's favorite shooter, his idol, his role model, the person he wants to, he wants to model his shooting career after Phil Strader. He's an enigma. He was two years ago. I think you said he was seventh last year. He was way down there, but Phil is the type of guy that comes out not much training and usually is still going to be competitive with a few blowups. <laughs> that's just, that's how Phil does. So what Phil's going to show up. Uh, okay. So, Potato, you get to go first on Phil this time because you're you're I looking at Phil, last year. I, I think Phil. I think Phil will be 88 percent. And this is the crazy thing. I think eighty-seven, eighty-eight percent is thirty-fifth. Oof. Okay. Uh. That's. Yeah, I, I mean that. And that's not a so I've, bad I've seen him shoot against Max a few times already this year, and that's about in that band. Oh, he's is, been in. Is he's where been, it's been. Okay. Yeah. And against Mason as well in that sort of yeah. 87, 88 range. But he did he did get out and he – because Mason showed a selfie that he, I think, got a training session in with Mason this last week. So he has practiced at least once before the match. And he does shoot the the local SIG matches now. Yep. So he and, shoots one or two matches a week this time of year. Yeah. So he's going to be he's, – he's warmed up. And uh, he did all that dry firing in 1998. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so I am going to say, Phil, I think he's going to do better than 35th. I'm going to put him at 27th. I think Phil's going to be 27. And Jeff, if you uh, have a 
Phil prediction, you can chime in. Again, I don't know how long Jeff will Jeff will be able to stick with us. Um Okay. I've never squatted with Phil, but that's been a lifelong dream of mine because a couple of different people have told me I could learn a lot from Phil specifically. That we share certain similarities, not at the level of skill, but at the level of disposition. Okay. Oh, Jeff, Jeff says fifteenth for Phil. He's picking fifteenth for Phil. Jeff Jeff's such a homer. He is such a homer. Uh which is great. I, I would love for Phil to be I mean top sixteen makes sense that he would that he would make it inside the top sixteen. I just it's a really deep field. I'm glad we don't have to pick top sixteen. That would be that'd be a nightmare. Uh okay. Women. We haven't typically done women uh in the past, but who is gonna win the ladies the ladies title? And that's kinda it's really I think it's down to two people. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who else is there. You have Justine Williams, and and then Morgan. You say it, Lonhart. Am I saying that correctly, Leonhart? You're looking uh, at me like I know, but I don't. So Morgan won two years ago, and Justine won last year, if I remember correctly, and they were both really close both years. I feel like I saw, I feel like there was another almost junior because I think Morgan is still a junior. Uh, I, I feel like I'm almost saw another junior shooter the other day that was putting down some pretty impressive, impressive performances, but I don't, I don't remember who it was. So I, I think it's between the two of them and I, I will pick, um, I'm going to pick Justine. I think she's I think Morgan's a fantastic shooter and is is really good. I think Justine's just a little better right now. She has she has a speed that, that honestly a lot of people don't have the speed that she has. So I, I think she's I'm gonna pick her. It's it's kinda hard for me to disagree with that. Justine has been shooting great this year. She's been shooting great in carry optics for the entire last year. And I, I suspect it goes Justine, Morgan, Ashley, um, Robertson now. Um, oh, yeah, she got married. Order. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ashley's one that almost has gotten a little bit – I mean, she's gotten passed up a little bit by Justine and Morgan, but Ashley is a fantastic shooter. Uh, super nice person as well, but a fantastic shooter. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if she – if she won, she, uh, that wouldn't be a surprise to me, really. But, um, okay, here's here's an interesting one. Point spread between first and second. Because we have seen some finishes in recent, the past few years. There have been some finishes at matches that are just insane. Like you're looking at Jay Bill and Mason at the, was that New Hampshire? Am I, what, what match Maine was that? State. Maine state. Okay. I don't even know where Maine's zero three nine six. It was ultimately one match point, which is normal, but for one night it was point zero three nine six. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's just crazy. And, and we've seen some finishes like that at, at other big matches. And it seems like the, the depth of field is such that 
Well, okay. So what, what do you think? Are we, do you think somebody's going to end up kind of, there's so much pressure. Everybody's maybe throwing bombs. There's some, you could have everybody kind of, kind of crater and you have one person that's just steady Eddie. I'm almost thinking of, of Christian at that, at that instance, he, you know, if he doesn't make a big mistake, which he, that's kind of his MO, like shoot really, really solid. Don't make a big mistake. And, and nobody's going to catch him at that point is, is kind of how that, and you could, I could see Christian winning with the point spread uh, that way. I could also see somebody like Jacob just coming out and just, I mean, I predicted Jacob. So I'm, I'm hoping this is what happens. Jacob just, shreds everybody and and that's there but there's so many good shooters you got to think somebody it's going to be competitive on the last stage of the match i got to think that it won't be decided at that point the the order for the two super squads matters a lot too this year so they are starting in uh zone one zone one has 33 percent of the match points available Zone two okay. has twenty eight percent, and zone three has the balance. Okay. So the scores at the end of day one are representative scores. A third of the match has been shot. Mm-hmm. There's not as much movement on day two. Okay. And so people who are trying to cover ground on day two or protect ground on day two won't really know where they stand until till the last day. Yeah. It's on 147 rounds, 128, and then 169 for day three. Okay. So, I mean, really, day three is going to be a really big day. And it's a 2,200-point match, and I suspect the winner will have north of 2,000 points, probably close to 2,050. Yeah, that'll that'll be somewhat interesting. In which so, case, if they do, you might have one or two people over that 2,000 match point threshold, but not many more. Yeah, probably it's not. It's going to be a degree of consistency, yeah. All right, so you have you have Christian and Jacob finishing 1-2, so you've already predicted that. So how close is Jacob going to be to Christian? 35 match points. Whoa! Whoa! That would be like that would be a huge. I feel like that would be a huge, a huge gap. That's one and a half percent. Right, percentage wise, it doesn't That's sound like a ton. Yeah, but but how that happens is you get down to one stage with a fifteen point, or two stages with a fifteen point gap, and you've got a and where they're finishing. Um, based on their schedule on day three, they're going to have a couple of, they're going to have a doubled up stage and then they have one, one final stage. Um, and it'll be prime dice rolling. Okay. So, so you're kind of predict, you're predicting then that they're going to be within less than 20 points within striking distance and, and they're going to go for a home run and not connect and Christian will, kind of collect a few points there at the end and and widen that gap. If I'm not mistaken, I think their squad, Super Squad B or Co-Super Squad, finishes on a 16-round Virginia count stage. 
that's four on one target, four on another target, reload, four on one target, four on another target, strong hand, that's full of hardcover. It's all hardcover IPSC targets that are all half A zones uh, vertically or horizontally. Wow. And so it's not a stage that, no offense to Christian, it's not a stage that I think Christian would ever shoot in any way other than let me just shoot the alphas and and I'll be 90-something percent of the stage winner. But it's Mm -hmm. definitely a stage that somebody who needs to make up 15 points thinks, let me... Let me really go to town on this. And you can see Jacob like, doing that. That that wouldn't be a surprise for Jacob to do that. And I think it's going to be at 18 yards or so. Okay. That's fascinating. So I have I have Jacob and then Nils and and actually Christian in third. And I to me that's it's a three-horse race really if I was if I was to pick that. So I think they're going to be I think all three of them will be quite close. And Jeff, you can you can chime in what you think your point spread's going to be. I I see you possibly in there. But I think the I think the winner is going to be two points. I think it's going to be two points. I think it's going to be super super tight. Uh I I I think everybody's going to be have their calculator out at the end to to figure out who's who's winning and who's not. Jeff agrees with me, basically, which is a shock. Jeff says three points. So he thinks it's going to be super tight, too. I would say I think it's more likely that it's less than five points than it is over 30 points, is what I would say. You think it's it's okay? 35 is that seems that seems crazy. Uh, so the thing is, is that's one and a half percent and there's been a lot of nationals won by one and a half percent. Yes, but not normally, not like a standalone nationals like this with the depth of talent that is, that is at this. I think this that's may what be was the, won by last year. Did Nils win by, you I have think he won by one and a half percent and I, I could be making that up, but that sounds about right. Well, that was also Nils just on an absolute, absolute tear. Uh, and the year before, JJ won by one and a half percent. Okay, I mean that. Yeah, you could be right. Carry Optics right. Nationals typically has not been as close as other, but again, we we've only had highly contested Carry Optics Nationals for two years. Right. Right. I, I agree with that. Absolutely no disrespect to the many, many people who beat me at prior nationals. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. They weren't contested, but I didn't exactly win them either. So, okay. Uh, 85%. We've talked about, we talked about this in the last podcast. 85% will typically get you top 16. That is not going to be the case. I 100% predict that will not be the case here. So, Eighty-five percent on the dot. If you finish there, what place will you finish at in the match? Is the question. Potato says fiftieth. What did he get last year? Uh, Phil was forty-eighth on eighty-five point zero one percent, and he was forty-eighth. Okay. 
And I'm I go think s- there's more better shooters this year, but I also think the top is going to push down the percentage a couple. I mean, that's that's the interesting thing is the 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 competitive the competing from my top three: Jacob, Nils, Christian, well, Max and Mason. I'll do my top. Five. Those are my top five because I think I'm right. So we'll keep just we'll keep with that. <laughs> does the does the back and forth for them does that push their scores higher or does that actually suppress their scores a little bit because they're just trying to absorb haymakers uh from each other and you know and they it can it can work it both ways just kind of depends on what kind of match those guys are having so i'm actually gonna go i don't want to pick a round number so i'm gonna say 59 59th? Okay. 59th. So, and I think in 2021, that's kind of what happened is uh, between Max, Mason, Nils, and JJ, it was so tight in 2021 Mm -hmm. that the whole field overperformed by a couple percent where I would expect because I think there was a degree of caution. Yep. And sometimes yeah, you, we definitely do see that when there's really tight competition at the top and everybody does two or 3% better than you typically would expect in that field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the pressure that's going to be on this nationals is going to be pretty intense. It's going to be pretty high for the guys that are going into that, that third day, there's going to be some guys that are 30, 40 points down and they're going to try to press early on that in that day, probably let's see if we can close this gap a bit get so that we're in contention in the last for that last stage i want to be within 10 points that way i can do what i need to do and and some of them are going to press and they're going to fall some of them press they may they may connect and then you're going to have the guys in the lead that you know do you have they been have you been shooting aggressive to get yourself in the lead and do you keep with that or you've got a 35 point lead so you try to just coast and ben could do that like Ben was really good at that. I think Nils has proved Siler that he can that do that. Siler so, did that at World Shoot. Yeah, he ran up. He ran up by day three. He ran up a good lead, and then mm-hmm. he just milked it all the way to the end, where it looks pretty close. But in his telling, in the way the scores went, he just did enough. Yeah. So there's some people that have that ability to do that, and some people less so. I I would not have that ability. That would that would be really tough. So Jeff, you can chime if in. I'm at not some mistaken. Point if you want last to. year, um, Vlieger finished day one in the lead on the Super Squad and finished day two within five points of the lead. And it was really day three. I mean, he finished the match on essentially ninety three percent in tenth place. But that yeah. was day three. Right. Day one and two, he was right there, and I. Yep. I don't know him personally. Um, I mean, I guess I've shot with him before, but I don't. I don't know him well. I don't know what was going sure. on in his mind. But it's hard to imagine because he tracks scores assiduously. Mm-hmm. Every single time there's an update for anyone on the squad, he's aware of it. Yeah, and I can imagine that made it very hard on day three to maintain yeah. that level of performance. It it very well could be. It very well could be. Okay. Number of GM scores. We've almost touched on this already, but how many people do we think are going to have a GM score? You're saying at least seven. Because seven. You, you had JJ. Okay, so you think JJ will be the final GM score at seventh place. I had eighth, 
at 93%. And so I'm going to say, actually, I'm going to say five. I think there's going to be a separation uh, for that for that GM score. Wow. Hefe says there will be nine GM scores, nine people within 95%. That's crazy to me uh, because in this is, this is Jeremy's theory. My theory is if you're within 5%, if you shoot a GM score at nationals, then you were competitive to win the match. That means you were there there's a chance that maybe you, you were going into day three, you were at 92, 91% really far out and you, you crept up. There's a chance you're going to get into a GM score that way. But for the most part, if you shoot within 5% of the winner, then the last half, last half of the, of the last day, then, then uh, you're there. Like you have a chance to win. Jeff's arguing on the, on the chat. He says that we said that there were 10 that could win. So that's kind of his his argument for how he thinks there's going to be nine GM scored. But I think two or three of those people will fall off. Something will happen, whether it's rental gun problem, slip and fall, you know, roll an ankle, whatever. Some some right. number of them will fall off, and some people we're not even thinking about will will break in to that sort of top ten, fifteen. But yeah, I I agree. There are ten people that could win. That doesn't mean they're all gonna that they're all going to show up and have their A game or not have a, a gun problem that doesn't fit the box or something or whatever that, that drops them out of that. Um, so. so the way is, is the way you think about this, this the same, the, the two of you guys, I kind of, you just said 95 or better. You could have won. You were, mm-hmm. you were eligible to win in a way. And mm-hmm. then there's sort of a 90 to 95 tier. Right. And then it kind of breaks by 5% on down from there yeah sort of like it's it's interesting that you really do if you if you look at national scores and i haven't tracked this exactly to to show statistics on it but there's almost always there's a separation in the scores it's not like you just go down a half percent all the way from first to 350th i don't know how many are at this match but usually at the top are there 500 shooters wow that's kind of crazy but Usually there's there's the the top like the elite guys and and I'm saying the top that are kind of that 85% and up and, and maybe maybe this year it'll be more of the 90% and up and there's almost always there's there's a 2 or 3% jump and then you get everybody else. That's that's really common to see at nationals. I don't know if we'll see it this year because there are so many shooters that maybe we won't see that but I could I could very well see that being the case. So yes, to me that, that getting that ninety five percent is is kind of there. If you finish over ninety percent, you're going to be top ten, almost guaranteed. Like in the past, that's typically Jeff is saying nine GM scores this one, so ninety percent probably won't get you in the top ten. But you know, ninety percent will guarantee you a super squad spot the next year, typically, and. Yeah, eighty-five percent used to get you top sixteen when it wasn't if it wasn't a single division match. So last year again, this is a different year, but last year it, it broke down like you were describing. There was three people over ninety-five, and that was Nils, JJ, Max in that order. Yep. And then there were thirteen people between ninety and ninety-four percent. Okay. 
that yeah that sounds that that's just kind of how then, it and then there some was, sort of something and then there's 30 people between 85 and 90 that's crazy and then there's 50 people between 80 and 85 there's a lot of really good if you're finishing over 80% at nationals you're a really really good shooter like you you are extremely skilled shooter so that's uh, yeah that's that's crazy that's crazy um and i do think we get lost in not you guys but collectively we get lost in placements a lot mm -hmm. when percentage is what matters in our game mm -hmm. you know third on 78 percent is just not that impressive right and seventh on 94 percent is very impressive right and that's you know that's the uh that's the challenging thing of our sport because i know i know personally i've had finishes that were not good but it was good enough to be like top 16 but it was but it was like a i think i've made top 16 once at almost like 83 percent or something like that uh so you know not a great finish like you were saying, it would have put me in 45th place at Kerry Optics Nationals last year. But at the Nationals I was at, there were a lot of other Nationals going on, and it put me top 16. So, yeah, there's percentage. We I, I wish we put as much emphasis on percentage as we do placement. I don't know if that's I, right yeah, or wrong. I, I should say. Just because this will be a shorter one, I'm going to tell this story to mock myself really quickly, and then we can predict where Tom Castro will finish. When I was starting to try and, and train and get better at shooting, I thought I was much better than I was. And I went to an area match, and it was, you know, 70 shooters and carry optics, and I came in fifth. And I felt pretty good about that fifth place finish. I thought, you know, that's uh -huh. not right. And I was... Um, half a match point behind fourth and i was six match points behind third yeah I, I basically and i had a 10 point procedural for a non-shooting thing where i had to put a a piece of paper in a box and it bounced out of the box when i put it oh. in and so that was procedural it was one of those things anyway so uh, basically you were third. Sure uh, so basically i was third and so you know i thought you know I, I, i've arrived right i'm pretty good yeah. at this and then I went to nationals uh, three weeks later, and I was 70th. Um, <laughs> and the person who was first at that area match was also first at nationals. But it turns out between first and fifth at the area match, there were 68 other people I didn't know about. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. And I was the same percentage. Yeah. So I shot the percentage, and then I shot that percentage again at the nationals. And... I didn't realize, I thought, oh, I'm doing pretty good. I came in fifth behind Max Michelle. And I didn't yeah. realize, no, there's there's 68 other people who can show up at a match and beat me who aren't Max Michelle. Yeah. Yeah, that's humbling. Oh, that's... it was super humbling. It was awesome. That's I would say that's driven my practice ever since. And my sense that, eh, I could try really hard and work really hard and there's a lot of people who try really hard and work really hard and are better at shooting. Yeah. And that's okay. That's, there's always a bigger fish, right? That's star Wars. 
I got that right. I know that one. You There's did. always a bigger fish. But it's one of the terrible Star Wars, so we try and forget about it. It's yeah, but it's episode one of Star Wars. I know that. I know my Star Is Wars. That the Phantom Menace. Yes. Yes, that's correct. It's a trick question. It it was because I was like, wait, Dad Gummit. Uh, but yes. All right. Um, where will Castro finish? I don't know why Jeff wants to pick Castro, but he wants to pick where Castro will finish. None of us had him in our top five, but he was a mention as somebody who's really good. He has been he has been really good. He did he beat Nils at Dragons Cup? Am I remembering? He had a good finish at he Dragons Cup. I know he yeah, had a good he, finish he was, there. He, in that area four, he's unofficial second. Yeah, official third. Right. Yeah, that kind of that debacle at Area Four. Castro's been having a really good year. He won. He won the Ohio match that's at this range. Um, okay, so he's Bleager been traveling and, a lot. And Jay Beal and Trace Decker. So three other guys will be in the Super Squad with him. Um, without him, I, I mean, I can't put him eighth because I have JJ at eight, so I can't predict there. I'll put him. I don't know. <sighs> There's so many. There's so many good shooters. I'll put him ninth. Jeff, you got to. You were asking where where Cash. You were asking where he's going to finish. So you need to make your prediction. Potato, what do you think? Where Castro finish? Over ninety percent. Over ninety percent. Okay. So that gives him so a twentieth. That, that could be anywhere finish. from tenth to twentieth. You got to give me a number. I think the best version of Tom Castro finishes 10th. And I think um, the not best version of Tom Castro finishes 20th. Okay. Jeff picked 10th. So you're going to guess 12th? Sure. We'll call it 12th. I'll put 12 for you. Okay. Uh, There is, like we said, the Bill Drill side match. And. Obviously, Isaac Lockwood's going to be in the automatically moved into the finals, which is which is good. I like how they're doing that. Who the so the question is who do we think can get there? Uh, who who do we think is going to be the person in the finals? I'll be honest, me me personally, I only know one guy that I think has the speed to maybe beat him. And that's not because there's not other guys that probably have that speed. I just, I think Scott Brown has the speed to get there, to beat him Uh, with, I don't know if he has enough, how many chances he needs, you know, how comfortable will he he be with a, with a CO gun to, to get that out that I don't know. So I'll just pick, I'm going to pick Scott. Uh, I like the kid, and I don't, and I don't know enough other people. Uh, Potato, you may know other people that that can have those skills to I'm, do that. I'm kind of the wrong person to ask. People on Instagram would know because this right. is the sort of thing that people post on Instagram. But I, I don't really have much in the way of social media. I, I'm going to say Billy Barton can do this as well. Okay, and has spent some time being able to do this. We should probably pick what we think the winning time is. Ooh. The time to get you to the finals, right? 
Yep. Do you remember what Isaac was last year? I think it was 121. 121. <laughs> and he traded back and forth with a couple of people to get there. They walked it down. Oh, really? Okay. So they kind of each, they gave their $20. Somebody beat them, so they gave another $20. And okay. then at a certain point, there were people who were there who had, did not have the cash, and they were just on IOUs. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. That's interesting. That's 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 very from like Henny, like uh, uh, one of the the co sponsors of this yeah. side match. I'm sure Henning will happy. I'll take all the IOUs you want, and you can we'll settle up afterwards. And I I wouldn't want to piss Henning off. I wouldn't want that crazy Norwegian coming after me. So oh man, I love that guy. He is he's a mystic troll. He he's. He's what makes our sport great. People like him. That our sport our has sport room great. for him, and he's a has been in the past a top competitor and is still mm-hmm. a phenomenal shooter. Yep. Is it makes me happy to be a part of the same thing that has room for any yeah. Uh this has been promoted more this year than than the previous year, I think. Uh I so I think there's gonna be maybe more people kind of know something's going on. They're gonna maybe have practiced a little bit more. I'm gonna I think that was press turnout because lots of people last year were like, oh, here's my 20 bucks. Let me see what I can do. And a lot of people this year, they're like, ah, I know what I can do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you're going to ha- – I think the money is going to be – because whatever the person makes in the first go, they have a chance to double that against Isaac. So the money's there's going to be enough top guys that are going to want to want to go in for it. And and I hope you're right. That is that is true. That there could be the ultimate the prize being the payout being based on who who pays entries. There's a good chance that could you're right that could be suppressed, knowing that a 121 won it because there were probably a lot of guys thinking if I can break two, then I've got a chance to win this thing. Last last year they might have been thinking that. I'm going to say the winning the time. I'm going to think you got to break 120 one two. 1.2 to get into the finals. I think 1.3 will do it because um, only one person broke 1.3 last year. And and I forgot, too, that there are class wins and cash payouts for class wins. That's true. So everyone not a GM has a huge incentive. And yes. I think, you know, the, the B-class winner last year might have been like 168 or, you know, and there's a lot of people in B-class who might be able to put up 160s. Yo, and probably, make yeah. five hundred bucks. Yeah, and is Scott even classified in CO? Is he unclassified? I think he's still a U. So he can't. Even, he can't win. He could win it. Well, and somebody else there might could be win a U. There might be a U winner. <laughs> right. Right. But then the the GM would get the GM class. I don't know if there is. Do they have a GM class or is that just overall? I don't think they did. I think they just had overall and then classes. I, I could be mistaken though. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. We need John on to ask him. But I already, I said it. So I'm going to say sub. So I'm going to say one one nine is what it'll take to get. You think one point three? I do. Okay. I I, I still I, I can't I think do it. There'll be a limited number of people who can do that, given unlimited chances, like a very mm-hmm. um limited number of people who can do that, given unlimited chances, and. 
So I think there'll be two or three people who push to there and yeah. then run out of time. Yeah. I, I can't do it. I can't do a one, three. I'm happy to do a two, two second build drill. So that's, that would be very impressive to see. Uh, Brian Enos talks about, or wrote about in the eighties going out and that was his cold run at build drill. And mm-hmm. it took him, I forgot how long, six or eight weeks to go out and on his cold run, get a sub two. And that was a, like, that was a, it's so popular. It's so well known now because it was such a popular drill back in Enos's time. Like that was a standard drill to be able to do. And yeah, it, I just don't have the draw. I don't have the draw speed. I don't. Me either. I can keep up with a lot of people on splits. Not Isaac. Isaac can do nines and tens. I can do twelves. Twelves to fourteens aren't that difficult for me. But I, the draw speed, I I can't get in those sub sub eight draws that you need to have. I just don't got them. I I can push it into the fives, but then I can't split because I'm not really holding on to the gun. That's the that's the big challenge, right? Can you can you get the gun out that fast and get enough if, of a grip? If I want 14s and 15s, then it's a, the draws in the 70s. Yeah. And if and if I want um, a draw in the 50s, then who knows how I'm holding on to that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. So, I mean, somebody. I was telling somebody about this challenge, and they're like, "Oh, so this is going to be the first annual um, Tex Grebner <laughs> Classic." <laughs> That's and I said, I, nah. Nobody's nobody who's good at this is at any risk of of that. But I don't I don't think so. The only the only person that's gonna have something like that happen is is your C or B class dude that just tries to way outrun himself. Just like just tries to absolute floor it. But I think I think by them requiring A's for the for the run to count, they've kind of they've taken that out a little bit for for somebody to go absolutely crazy because you're right you can't go so crazy that you're just hitting the target that that hopefully that'll take some of that out but in all honesty that's still even as long as i've shot as much training and dry fire as i've done trying to push below 9.9 on a draw a surrender draw still part of me still to this day is i don't need to shoot myself in the leg i don't I don't need a, oh, a surrender draw. Yeah. Is this, sur- are they doing a surrender oh. or sides? No, no, it's, it's, it's uh wrist below belt. Oh, it's wrist below belt. Okay. I thought the original build drill was surrender. I could be wrong, but I thought it was, uh, but either way, hey, even point, at sides. Point, point nine surrender is great, dude. Yeah. Oh, I'm not doing that. At. I'm not doing that. I'm saying if I, if I was trying to do point nine from surrender, I would be very scared of shooting myself. <laughs> so I don't do it, oh. uh, quite frankly. Okay. I, I, I shoot a double action gun. I'm safe. Yeah, it's harder harder that way. Uh, okay. By ND, I earned it. Right, right. We've all said it. There's going to be a surprise in the top 10, probably even top five. But and I think Potato probably has – he has more insight into this as far as – some of the names that are going to be competitive that that 
probably I don't know. Uh, so, but it's just a surprise name, somebody that can get in the top ten that that the general public is going to be like, who's that guy? You know, we had Brantley Merriam was fourth last year, I think. I mean, I certainly I had seen his name a couple times, but that was a to me I was like, who's this guy? That's an incredible finish. Uh, so just a surprise name in the top 10. Who do you think is going to be a surprise to get up in there? Out of left field, I'm going to say Jedediah Morgan. Okay. Jedediah Morgan. I, I think he finished just over 90% at area six of a lot of people who are in this field um, of Jacob who won that. Um He's a younger shooter, Florida-based, shoots a lot, has gotten very good very quickly. I think he was the A-class winner at Carry Optics Nationals last year on maybe 85 86%. And okay. so I could see him having improved 6% since then. Okay. So that will be my surprise. Is I don't know quite top ten, but definitely up over ninety percent. Jedediah Morgan. Man, I'm looking at last year's CO Nationals. I feel like this year's more stacked than last year's was. Even it's slightly more. It would be so. I mean, not that classification means much, but you've got a I don't know the same number of GMs, fifty-five, sixty GMs. And 130 M class shooters oh, versus, I think, 105 last year. Wow. Uh, so, I, I don't... mean, just M and GM, you'll have 190 shooters. Yeah, that's that's insane. That that really Including is crazy. Some, I don't know what nine national champions. Probably. Probably. You didn't pick Meisenheimer. I don't think it'd be a surprise if he gets there. No, probably not. Uh, I am going to say, I don't, I don't know if this is totally out of the left field, but I think a lot of people would maybe wouldn't know this name. I'm going to go with Jeff's boy, Jared Clanton, to be top 10. I don't 12th know if last this... year, and you think he moves up into the top 10 this year? Yeah, I'm going to say he, he gets in the top 10. I, he's capable of shooting over 95% at this match, depending on how the stages are set up. If it's, if it's a lot of stand and shoot type stuff where you, you are forced into very positional shooting. I don't know if that's going to suit the style that I saw. I've only shot with him once at Ozarks and he did everything he could to shoot everything on the move that he can. And he pulled it off the whole match at that match. So, if it's a really positional match, which I I don't know, maybe it will be. If it's a really positional match, I I just don't know what he can do in a in a real positional match. But if it if it gives you options to kind of take stuff on the move or not, he he could he could have a really good match. I think. So if it's very positional, who does that favor? Nils. I mean, just just pure. I, I don't know anybody just pure shooting fundamentals. I don't know anybody more solid than him. He he has an ability 
to, and this is going back to, was the last time that single stack nationals was in Florida. Nils shot it because it happened to be, it was a back-to-back thing and he just picked up a major gun. He had been shooting minor, I think. And there was, there was, Phil was, after day one, Phil was either leading or really, really close, like within 10 points. And, and there was a stage that had incredibly high difficulty level. And Nils took the absolute riskiest plan and absolutely crushed it. We're talking like 17 yard zebras, a couple of 17 yard zebras. And he's shooting like 35 splits on them, 30 splits on them. Like he was shooting them like they were just open targets. There's no hard cover there. And he was doing that while he was going to nine with followed by a, like an eight round position. It, it was, it was insane. And I don't know how about everybody else on the super squad reacted, but me personally, I was just like, that's, Nobody else has a chance. Like that's nobody is even close. Granted, not as deep a field at that match. This nowhere near as deep a field. But I don't know that many people who can do that. So So you say Nils, if it's really sort of pure shooting challenge, and I do think because it's long narrow bays. They're just going to push targets farther out. You're going to have pretty high target density. You're going to be able to see a lot of things. They'll partial them up. You'll move minimally, and then mm-hmm. you'll shoot a lot of stuff that's relatively far away, mostly downrange. Do you say that favors Nils? I I think so. I look at a Christian. I look at a Jacob, even a Max. It's not that they're not really phenomenal shooters, but I see them, and I feel like they rely on their athleticism a lot. Their athleticism is what makes them elite shooters. They're really, really, really good shooters. I see Nils, and it's not that he's not athletic, but I see Nils as what makes him great is his shooting. And he and he obviously he moves well enough to get around the stages, but it's his shooting is what makes him great. That's how I see it. So that least. probably doesn't favor JJ either, who's also Depends a lot on Correct. athleticism. Correct. Uh, I would agree there. Again, it's not. I'm not saying that those guys aren't. Oh, no, no, no. Obviously, great obviously shooters. Phenomenal shooters. That's. It's just I. I feel that Nils relies on his shooting more, and they rely on their athleticism more. Uh, it, so tomorrow, tomorrow I'll have images of all the bays, and so then I'll know what the match actually is. So right yeah. now it's just wild speculation, but yeah, that'll be kind of fascinating to see. I do right. think if there's less movement, it really hurts some of the up and comers. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a phenomenal younger shooter, you probably cover up a lot of weaknesses with sheer athleticism and yep. dynamism. And if you've got to be mostly planted, railing on difficult targets, move minimally and rail on difficult targets, then people who are really experienced and accomplished shooters have a big advantage. Yeah. For, for sure. I mean, that's like the classic Latham Nationals of right. more recent years. Right. It's You can build a Nationals for Rob Latham to win if you make yep. it just about shooting. Yep. I I fully agree. Okay. Potato. Where is Potato going to finish? We all have to do this for ourselves whenever we shoot, so we have to make Potato. 
he has to predict his own finish, which you got to predict. Well, you can't predict top five because we already have your top five. So you could you could predict up to sixth. You said you finished sixtieth last year. That's that right? correct. That is correct. I just lost the screen for reasons I don't understand. There we I've, go. I've got you sixtieth at eighty two point three two percent. You oh you did lose to a girl, but you didn't lose to the second place girl. And you were very, very close. So that's good. Um, it, historically, that's about where I'd expect to finish. My my strong belief is that most people shoot like themselves. And so Nationals is unlikely to see somebody overperform their normal shooting. Many, many people will underperform based on how they handle stress and pressure, etc. But very, very few people do better at Nationals than they do at other majors against the same yeah. people. Right. Very rarely. Do you see someone's like, oh, you know, I was 80% of max at Dragon's Cup, but I'm going to be 85% of them at Nationals. That's just not how it works for most people. So I assume right. I'm pretty normal in that respect, if nothing else. And so uh, I figure I'll, I'll finish about where I do in this field. And in that this field, that's low 80s. Um. <laughs> I, I, there's some things I can do to push myself into mid eighties. Like if the field were static, but the field also moves, everybody else is getting better too. Um, but they're not things I can do by making decisions. They're things I can do by training and getting better at shooting. Yeah. So they're not things I'm going to figure out this week. And a lot of it's hesitation. So I really enjoy this. I enjoy training a ton. Um, I'm not, on a trajectory in life where winning really big matches is in the cards. And so if that's what it took to get me out of bed or to the range, I would be in a lot of trouble, but it's not. So I'm going to, I'm going to safely pick myself right about the place I was last year in a deeper field. And so there's more shooters and there's actually more better shooters. And so in that sort of 60th range, that'll be 81 to 84%. I am going to, I mean, I picked, I picked, well, I picked 85% going down to 59th place. So if I pick anything over 59, then I'm predicting you to finish at over 85%. Have you finished 85% of a Max Michelle uh, at any, any matches? (sighs) Man. Right. And so that's, that's why I figure the, the places could be depressed down if the top separates more, in which case, you know, 50th could be 83%. But in this particular field, it, I could finish 10 places worse than last year and shoot a better match. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. And I also think just for me personally, and a lot of guys like me in that very crowded sort of 80 to 85 range, right, which is going to be 50, 60 shooters. Uh, if I want to be anyone in particular, all I have to do is shoot more alphas. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think this is your this is your third nationals to shoot. Is that right? That's correct. This will be your third one. I think you're going to have – I think you're going to have a little bit of a bump just from experience – and knowing how to handle yourself. I think you'll do a little bit better than that. I did do the classic thing last year where my 
weakest stage was my first stage. I mm. really just got totally. I remember that. Way overstimulated. Really like. Wasn't it like uh, 40? I mean, you lost like 40, 50 points over a just a kind of a decent first stage for you, right? Like, wasn't it like two mics, two no shoots, something, something crazy? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, only one mic. Um, oh. But I stopped shooting. I didn't make up the mic because of a cold mic that wasn't a mic on a different target. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to actually – I'm going to pick you at 55, which I'm going to put you – that puts you over over 85%. 85.2%. Which I, I think that I think that is is really doable for you. I think you're analytic enough and you're smart enough to figure out, hey, I can finish a lot better places simply by – making sure I pick a spot on each target. And I think you'll be able to do that more often than you did last year. So, yeah, that's, that's possible. Um, I, I might just try and pick up a stage win though, just to feed my Oof. ego. I, I mean, I'm, I'm all for that. Go big or go home. So I need a number. What a number for your finish. Jeff says 60 second. I like you better than Jeff. I have more confidence in you. Just let that be on the record. Well, you like me seven out of 500 better yes yes <laughs> yes 100 percent. I'll, I'll i'll split the difference and say 60 first okay i hope i hope you blow all that and you're up in the 40s that's what i hope uh so i mean if you think about like the, if you look at where people within two and a half percent on either side of me finished that gets last year that gets mm -hmm. me from whatever 45th to 110th oh gosh so there, there's no margin. That 5% band adds like 75 shooters in it. There's no margin there. Um, so I'm not going to read too much, right? Like if, if I came in 57th or I came in 76th, I could shoot the exact same match and it was like one no shoot. Right. Yeah. One, sh one, yeah. One Mike no shoot drops you a massive number of places. Yeah. That's, so, that's almost depressing. Not, not, well, I don't know. It's, it is. It's a, it's an exciting field to be part of. It, that's true. It's a little it bit is. historical. It won't be around for long. No, no, I don't think you're going to see this like this. Okay, number. I see it in limited optics in three years. Maybe, maybe. Number of unique stage winners. So, how many different people are going to win a stage? How many stages are there? I'm relying on you for this. Twenty-one. There's twenty-one stages. We have basically two super squads. Uh, and there's always people from off the super squads who win a stage, AKA potato from last year who won a stage. So well, how many three way tie with Vlieger and Henning? Oh, that's right. Cause it was a, it was a standard stage. Um, okay. So how many unique stage winners? I got to think about this a little bit. Oh, Jeff didn't even think he's just like 12. There's 12. Jeff thinks there's going to be 12 unique so basically, if you're going to average two, somebody's going to rack up like four or five stage wins. I don't know. Maybe not. This is hard. This is this is this is a really so hard. So it's twenty one. actual stages. It's twenty plus chrono. Okay, so twenty stages. I mean, Jeff's numbers eleven. Not, Jeff revises to eleven. Hearing that, Jeff changed it to eleven. Okay. Jeff's numbers actually I hate to agree. I really hate agreeing with Jeff. 
it's not a bad number because I'm going to go higher than that though. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 13. I, I'm going to go lower because I think there's enough people trying to win this match. And, you know, when we used to, people will say, you know, you shoot 90% on every stage, you know, you'd be a national champion. On some of these highly contested matches, that actually doesn't work. So it won't. It won't. Last year, one. I think, yeah, I think last year it was like 92.7% on mm-hmm. every stage, you'd be a winner. And if you're shooting 92.7% on every stage, you're going to pick up some stage wins. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think there'll be fewer. I think there'll be nine unique stage winners because I think we'll have we'll have one person who who wins three or four stages and they probably win the match. Yeah, and that if if the like the match winner or oftentimes you see Nils doesn't normally pick up a bunch of stage wins when he's winning these nationals. He's not picking up a lot of stage wins. So it's oftentimes the second place. Jacob, who was second place, was he second place last year? No. He didn't shoot it last year. He didn't shoot it last year. JJ was second. Yeah, Nils only had two stage wins last year um, on a nineteen stage match. So I could, I could see it being seven. I almost want to change my number to seven, even just make it crazy, crazy low. But I'm gonna, st- I'll stick with thirteen. I think the field's so deep. You're gonna have a Tom, a Scott Brown's gonna come out of nowhere and and win a stage, pick up one. A Tom Castro there's, could pick up one. There's a couple classifier-like stages that have movement and probably, who knows because they're diagrams, but probably in that sort of five, six-yard, three-position, continuous shooting, continuous movement, 14-round yep. sort of stage. And Tom Castro, Scott Brown, guys like that can absolutely destroy the curve on a stage like yeah. that. Have that first shot in, in point seven, and, and then never spend – Never don't even see another 20 on the timer until they're done. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go with that. I think that's an interesting one. I'll be curious to, to see who that, where that ends up. Okay. The next one is very similar. The lowest finish of somebody who wins a stage. So, so, so there's going to be people that win the stage that aren't probably aren't in the top 10. So where is the lowest finish match place finish they get last year? Potato was that person. He he tied for a win <laughs> on a standard stage, and he was 60th place, which is kind of nuts that that you could win a stage out of 20 stages or whatever it was. Probably eight was it 18 last year? I don't remember. 19 stages, yeah. 19 stages last year. You could win a stage, be good enough to win one, but then have 59 of the people that are better than you for the whole match. So. Jeff, you need to get the, you can get that one in too. Um, I think Brantley last year had the most stage wins. He had three. Wow. Okay, and he finished fourth. Um, I don't think there's going to be a potato. I don't think there's going to be a 60th place win one. I'm gonna, but the field's really deep. I'm gonna say 32nd. There's gonna be somebody around 32 who finishes around 32nd. Just doesn't have a good match. There, <laughs> Jeff just said he was thinking thirty-two. I'm glad I got mine in before Jeff because I don't want to agree with him. There's, there's going to be somebody who's really, really good. That just last year thirty-second was uh, Juan Chick Kim. Kim in thirty-second last year. Yeah, like 
he's good enough to win a stage, certainly, but maybe just Tom doesn't Castro have a good race. Tom came in 30th, rest. and he did win a stage. Tom Castro absolutely destroyed the all-steel stage, which I believe was his first stage of the match. Walked out, wow. shot a phenomenal stage. Yeah. Nobody so, came close to it. The, I, I think that's kind of – you're going to see somebody that's, that's really good. I guess good. Mason came super close to it. That just has a couple of – they're going to have a bad day, and it's going to just knock them down. You have a couple bad stages, and you're going to lose several several placements at this match. So I'm going to pick 32. I can say 25th. 25th. Okay, you're you're kind of compressing them because you're picking not that I, many unique stage winners and and not finishing very low for somebody who wins. I I think I think most of the stages are going to be bunched up by people in that sort of top twelve. Okay. And there'll be one outlier who's somebody who we would expect to be top 12 who something goes wrong for them yeah. for whatever reason. Right. Jeff, are you I just sticking didn't see with a 32? Lot of stages. Yeah. I just didn't see a lot of stages. Again, it's just diagrams, but I didn't see a lot of stages that would lend themselves to somebody heroing. Yeah, and I haven't looked at the I haven't looked at the diagram, so you're ahead of me on that point. I mean, I haven't uh, really looked at them. They're diagrams. They're basically meaningless. They're fantasies of somebody disconnected from stage building. All right. We have we have one more. Before we get to that, I do need to do our sponsor shout out. Once again, this is th- this podcast is sponsored by Shooters Connection. If you have anything you need for shooting, Shooters Connection probably has it. They do first day shipping. Their shipping is incredibly fast, incredibly efficient. It's run by shooters. They sponsor tons of matches. They are supporting the sport. So please go support them if at all possible. There's a link in our description that'll kind of help us. It helps them see that that you heard about them from us. So it helps us a little bit and keeps them sponsoring this, which hopefully we we have plans to do. We're not just just not actually just pocketing that money. We have plans to to try to utilize that to to make some cool content. And then our Patreon shoutouts. I've got one from Jay Headland shooting. He says, sorry, machining gun. Oh, he's machining guns is what John Headland says. But shout out to my machinist, Brett, for saving my hands from hours upon hours of filing. Yeah, those that don't know John Headland, he loves building guns. And there's not much that you can't do with the file if you really want to. And he does not own a mill, and he does a lot of work with his hands, which is I think is awesome. But it sounds like he got a uh, he got a buddy to help him out on his. Pretty sure he's building an island barrel uh, limited gun right now. It sounds like he got a buddy to help him out with that. So that's awesome. Okay, twelfth, our last one. At least last one I've got. Number of stages the winner wins. Four. Whoa. Four. Man, this is... Remember, I'm picking Siler to win this, and I think there's four stages there that Siler wins. Okay. I don't know which four. I just think... I mean, well, and that, that makes sense with you're only picking nine unique stage winners. If the, if the winner gobbles up 20% of the stages, then, yeah, that makes a, makes a difference. Jeff says two. From for the the match winner, you know I picked Jacob to win, which Jacob's style like 
if he wins the way I think he's going to win several stages, but I'm predicting zero. I think you think Jacob have, wins without winning a stage. Well, that's the problem. I this is this goes against my pick of Jacob winning a little bit, but we've we have seen we've seen Jacob have a nationals kind of like that before. I I do think there's a chance that the winner of this match does not win a stage and they win the whole match. I think that's I think that that's would, very that would possible. be a good argument for a Nils win. It would be it would be a better argument for Nils winning. I and I have Nils in second, so. And I ha- I have Nils in second, and I have it being a two point spread, so you know th- that could very well be the case. So I'm just gonna pick since you guys picked four and two, I want to pick something different because I don't want to have the same pick. So I'm gonna pick zero, and and we'll see what it is. I'll probably be wrong. So I've got, got any- one for you. Okay. One question. There is a standard stage. Well, there's a couple of them, but there's one standard stage with published uh, yardage. And that's stage five. And so it's two strings, Virginia count, standard stage, three targets, 18 inches apart, Okay. a 15-yard line and a 10-yard line. From the 15-yard line, six, reload six strong. From the 10-yard line, six, reload six weak. So what's and the winning hit factor? It's Virginia, but there's no, but it's not a part time. Not a part time. It's all open. Virginia count. So hit factor scoring. Fifteen yard line. Six reload. Six strong. Uh, Ten yard line. Six reload. Six weak. Okay, so that's one hundred twenty point stage, right? Winning hit factor. Okay, let me do. I'm doing some math here. I think I think the a, a really good time at 15 would be 4.7. That would be really good. That's probably that'd too, be very very that's good. Too, that's I don't too see fast. anybody shooting that. No, that's too fast. Um, I'll go five one plus. Easy, easily sub six. Sub six won't be a problem for those guys, even weekend. I'm going to say five, three there. So we've got 10.4. They're shooting minor, but with a dot. So they're going to need 110 points. So 110 divided by 10.4, 10.5769. Woo! That's so you think the winning fa- factor is over ten? Yeah, that's that's not that's me just kind of pulling stuff out because. Oh no no! I'm, that's what I'm curious. You've, you've, you've thought about this stuff a lot. That's that's impressive. I'm thinking it's in the nines, um, and and because it's it's two per on the one handed shooting, and we just don't do that much, and. That, so that I may be, I may have, I may be overestimating that a bit. I'm probably overestimating that a bit. The Jeff uh, ten me, yard portion, Jeff is uh, six reload, uh, six freestyle reload, six um, weekend. Same three targets that are 18, 18 inches apart. Targets width apart. 
I mean, I definitely think there's lots and lots of people who could shoot hits on paper five seconds per string. No problem. Will they at nationals on a Virginia count stage in a match that they are trying to do well at? How, where is this at in the super squads match? First day. It's first day. It's the second. Yes. Yeah, the second stage for super squad B. Oh. And it's the, the fifth stage for super squad A. That changes it a and, little and, bit. And honestly, the people in the match who can put up the best numbers are on those super squads. Maybe with Isaac Lockwood accepted. Um, and Garen Singleton accepted. Uh, but the rest of them are on one of those two super squads. Yeah, that that changes it a little bit. Because if it was last day, especially if it was last half of their last day, you would see some guys using shooting, that shooting as a around stage. five seconds. But I think yeah. you're going to see a lot of people in the super squad shooting around six seconds and like seeing a dot press, dot press. Yeah, I I may be over. I may be overestimating. I'm going to stick with it. I, I think that's. I think I probably overestimated there. Ooh, Jeff said so eight point eight. The other way, he says eight eight, and and I said nine and a half. But but I actually think it's lower than that. I think it'll be nine three nine four. Will be the winning half factor in the entire match. Yeah, I I think I, if you make uh, that. If you give people multiple runs at it, you'll see hit factors over 10, but. <clears throat> I over, I think I overestimated mine. I do also think the absolute best shooters in our game shoot that in identical, with an identical hit factor shooting major. In And iron sights. Yeah, probably. I think because, it's Because like the this. points down, the points down are so. So penalizing. You can shoot exactly. Charlie's Charlie's all day. You're yep. I I kind of redid some of my math and yeah, your nine five is is probably a better that's probably a better guess. So so you're looking at a sub second draw, uh twenty splits and transitions, freestyle, and then high thirties after a one and a half second load transfer. Yeah, I think you have to be I think you have to be sub six to be competitive on time on each, each string, because we had, we've had that Mason to win this. I mean, he's so good with his weekend that the, yeah. Anytime you have a stand and shoot weekend, Mason is definitely there and his, everything else, his speed there is all good. Well, and not only do I pick him to win it, I think there's other people at the match who could shoot it as well as him, but nobody believes that. And so nobody will. Well, and, Honestly, with it being their second Super Squad B second stage of the match and the others first day of the match, they're looking to not just don't give up a bunch there, right? Just don't yeah, give up exactly. a bunch of points. It's, well, so shoot alphas close to six seconds, and yep. you'll be within ten percent of the winner. Is yep. it will be the thinking? Yep. Is hey, I can I can shoot this in twelve seconds. I can be down five, and I'll be close to the winner. Yeah. Yep. So, but I'll I'll stick with mine, you know. I'll stick with my ten. Yeah, and if you're right, man, you will look. I'll look like a savant. Yeah, Jeff did say eight eight, which I think. Yep. Jeff, I think that's too low. I think that's too low. Personally, there's. I've shot this cold the last few trainings I've I've been on. Okay. And I mean. I'm I'm not going to win this stage. But what, uh, did you did you practice it at all, or do you only shot it cold? I've just shot it cold, and no, and then I've shot it afterwards. But I'm just paying attention to the cold run. What were your times? 
Um, so the first time I did it, I, I ended, I don't remember the times I was in the high 12. So, and I think my factor was like a seven, four. Okay. And I figure I'll be about 80% on a stage like this. Yeah, that seems, that seems pretty reasonable. Um, yeah, with, with repeated attempts, I can do a lot better than that. And I can get some sub five second runs, but, um, it's, there's not a lot of aiming <laughs> taking place. Sub sub five, yeah. The guys at the top could do that. They just not going to. On they're no, not no, taking not that working. risk. No, nope. not on day one. Nope. Nope. They'll All see right, a dot was, in the A. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. Uh, I like this. Will come out Friday. The match will be going. So I hope this will kind of make people want to hear this and go look at scores and tune in and track along. See where we're right. See where we're wrong. And uh, we don't have any actual money on on these these prop bets, but it was it was fun. So potato, thanks for coming on, Jeff. Thanks for joining us in the chat. I know you were doing what you could. Uh, so potato, good luck in nationals. I hope it's going as this comes out. I hope it is going very well for you because I want you to be over sixtieth place, better than sixtieth place is what I mean by over as far as up in the what the scores look like. So I hope you're better than 60th place because I want to be right. And yeah, it was fun. Thanks for coming on. All right. Thank you.